As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Maggie June, ready to do a podcast? I am. Are you ready? I am totally ready. You look like you're not feeling so great today. I am. We're still a little jet lagged. We just got back from Vegas and it would appear I'm a little sick. I think it's the sick you get from being sleep deprived. Yeah, there's um, been a lot of that. It's it's a it was a very full week. <laughs> it's been like a week of sleep deprivation. I know um, she had a box of Kleenex on the table when we started. I was like, <laughs> I don't think we can do that, but it's back here in case you need it. Uh, and I made her some uh, lemon warm lemon water with honey mm -hmm. to help loosen your voice. And now it's lukewarm lemon water with honey, but it's okay. That's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so you feeling good? I am feeling good. I'm, ex I'm so happy to be home. And it was interesting because you guys were in Vegas before I was in Vegas. So I was home alone for a long time. And so to be back home with like you guys home, the house isn't as lonely and I get to sleep in my own bed and it's amazing. It was funny when you guys... Well, we have we have a lot to talk about this episode. Should we roll the intro? Oh my goodness, yes. Thank you for the reminder. Roll yes. that intro. Roll the intro. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. You were saying... I was saying, um, when I was home alone, before I joined you guys in Vegas, um, I was tasked with taking care of the dogs, um, which can sometimes be difficult because the dogs don't always listen to me or respect me or <laughs> trust me, which is really hurtful because I give them so much love, but it's fine. Um, but something you told me because I was I was walking them every day so they could get some exercise and you told me when walking them I have to be really assertive um and you reminded me like be like Caesar Milan yeah you have to be the alpha dog you know you you have to be <laughs> the one who is unambiguous about what you want them to do and gives them very clear directions like I noticed with, with Simon especially if I just say come on Simon let's go let's go he knows he has leverage but if I just get that firm Come. Simon's one of our dogs. And I say and I just say, come. He will he will go with me. Yeah. It's like, okay, you mean this. And that's exactly what you told me. And yes. so I used that a lot when I was on the walks. But before I'd even started taking them on their walks, there was one day when Spencer was downstairs. Spencer's our little dog. He's like a chihuahua mix. We're not entirely sure what he is. Um, and he was not listening to me. He was barking at the front door, I think, uh, I think like um, some mail was getting delivered or something. And so he was just going crazy. And I was like, Spencer, come here. Spencer, come. 
And I remember what you had said. And I literally, I stopped. I looked at him and I went, I lowered my voice. I went, Spencer, I'm Caesar Milan. Follow me right now. <laughs> and I walked away. And I kid you not, he immediately followed me and stopped barking. And I, my mouth like was, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, I could not believe that worked. Yeah, that is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the power in claiming to be Caesar Milan, it really sets your dog straight. So. Ladies and gentlemen, your results with this technique may vary at home with your dog. So don't, don't always uh, go to this as your go-to method. But, but also don't knock until you try it. Don't knock until you try it. It worked for you, right? It did work for me. Well, that that is pretty amazing. I am a big fan of Caesar Milan. I've been watching him for years. And he helped me a lot with our dogs, particularly with Simon, mm-hmm. um, because he was our we had him before Spencer. Yeah. And he was an abused dog. And, and so uh, what I learned mostly was that you have to, the exercise is super important, especially mm-hmm. for certain breeds. They need a lot of walking. So I'm glad you were doing that yeah. with them. But, but and it, it helped. It, it like totally helped our does. relationship. And it was really interesting because I was the only one in the house. Like after a little bit of a learning curve, they did start to be like, okay, it, you're it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're all we have. Okay, we'll be your friend. Uh, and like, even Simon, he'd come downstairs and sit with me. Um, and Spencer always sleeps in my room, but he only comes in my room at like 4 a.m. He doesn't like to start there. It's really weird, but <laughs> it's whatever, I guess. Well, um, you know, one of the things that um, that Caesar says a lot about his his techniques is he says, I don't train dogs. I help humans. And I really kind of train train people on how to understand their behavior and how their actions really make a difference. But dogs know what to do. Yeah. So when it comes to helping humans, that brings us to our first sponsor of the show, uh, because this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you're getting in your own head. I know personally that happens to me a lot. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, and there's a broad range of experts available, which may not be locally available in some areas. This uh, service is also available worldwide, which is really important because uh, some of our listeners are around the world in other countries. So you can log on anytime to send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly or phone sessions so you don't have to sit in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today at BetterHelp.com wholesome. That's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. A special offer for Wholesome Chaos listeners is that you'll get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wholesome. So make sure you use that code. And it also shows our sponsors you appreciate their support of this show. So do you want to talk about why we were in Las Vegas, Maggie? Oh my goodness, do I ever. We had so much fun. Um, so we were in Vegas for something called the National Speakers Association because my dad is a professional motivational speaker. Um, and Can we- I just say, I've been a member of NSA for 27 years. It's an amazing organization. And really the whole purpose of the organization is to help people who are in the business of communicating 
communication entrepreneurs like speakers, trainers, consultants, podcasters, authors who speak, whatever, but it's their livelihood. So they make a, uh, you know, a business of it. This organization is just like our trade group for people who are all kind of about spreading the good word and, and using uh, to help them kind of become better speakers and run better businesses. So go ahead. Yeah. So um, I've been going to the NSA Youth Leadership Program, which is essentially this big conference that they have once a year that all the speakers come to, a lot of them bring their kids and their kids have their own little conference. And growing up, it was always so hard to explain this to like my school friends. You know, they're, they're like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, just like Tallahassee or like some, it, it changes every year. Um, I actually don't think we've ever had it in Tallahassee. I don't know why I said Tallahassee. <laughs> Orlando, we had it in Orlando one year. Um, and they're like, oh, so it's a, it's a summer camp. Like, oh, I mean, Mm-mm. not not exactly because you have your phones, you know, you're still kind of with your family, but like only at night and in the mornings um, and you can like do whatever you want. It's not super monitored as in most summer camps. Um, and the, the connections you have with these kids is really interesting because collectively I've probably spent maybe 20 days with these other people at the conference over the past six years. But we're so close and we keep in touch all year round. And it's just a really interesting program because they have similar experiences with a parent who's always, as they were growing up, was always on the road Mm -hmm. and everything like that. And it's just a really unique experience. Yeah. So the kids who attend it are age 10 through 17 Mm -hmm. and they have parents who are professional speakers or they are, you know, friends or grandparents, uh, you know, who are in that business. And then the older kids, once you get to be 18, you get to be a youth leader yep. for a few years. And then I was working with my friend Caroline to run the program. And it's an amazing thing because, yeah, it's not a summer camp. We really, it's, this, this isn't like, oh, you are the future leaders of, of, of the world. Mm-hmm. No, you are the current leaders of your yeah. life, of your community, your family. And I hope all of you who are listening kind of realize that, that no matter where you are and what circumstance you're in, you can make a decision to just step up and to bring a better set of skills or a different perspective or more encouragement in all that you do too. And at the youth conference, there are, um, like we have our own speakers who come in and talk to us. And I think it's, I've always said, that's gotta be the toughest place for speakers to speak because you're speaking to an audience of kids whose parents are speakers meaning we know what a good speech is right like you're not going to you're not going to pull one over on us and kids kids in general can just be a little mean you know the lack of filter um, well, what did you think about the speakers this year? Oh, we had great speakers. Yeah, it was. We, we pulled really out all the stops fun. because it's not about well who can speak to kids. It's like now who are the most amazing people who are a part of this organization? Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame speakers who are comfortable speaking with kids, but they also have this incredible expertise or skills and abilities in their life. And it was just fun to be on the road, right? To be traveling. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's the crazy thing is we really haven't traveled since we got a little bit of recognition yeah (laughs) recognition on tiktok um or at least i had it really i hadn't been out and about because you know covid we had been in quarantine for a long time um and so we got recognized a lot and that was a really new experience for us but a very cool experience. Very cool. And it's been happening to me a little bit more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been happening to both of us, but um, I think people may, may be more comfortable approaching me. 
people say I look mean, which makes me sad, but I get it because I I um I get a little nervous in social situations. You've also said to me on more than one occasion, I really should start dressing nicer when oh I go out in goodness. public. Oh my goodness. This is something that has been a topic of discussion. We were at Oh, it happened multiple times. It happened one time at Goats on the Roof when we were heading up someplace and a girl came up to... Goats on the Roof, by the way, is a place where it's in on the way to North Carolina (laughs) and there's goats on the roof and they sell ice cream and you can feed the goats and you did a TikTok from there too. I did, I did. But a girl came up to me and was like, oh my gosh, I've seen you on TikTok. Can I get a picture? I was like, of course. And I looked terrible. (laughs) Really? Uh, It wasn't great. I was in... Like a big t-shirt and shorts, which is where I, that's what I wear like pretty much every day. Right. But you don't, you don't put yourself, you don't like dress up for TikTok anyway. You yeah. you do a lot of your TikToks very natural with no makeup and people know what you look like. And yeah. And I think that's a good thing to kind of put out there in the world that who you are is wonderful and just own it. Well, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't always get crazy dolled up for TikToks is because I think it's important to have that on your for you page, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, not saying I never wear makeup because I do, um, and I do on TikTok sometimes. But it's just, it's not something that's like, okay, I'm gonna make a TikTok. I have to go put on some concealer. I have to go put on some makeup. It's like, no, this, this is me. <laughs> so the main thing isn't like what we're wearing. It's just kind of being present and being open to it. And uh, so about getting recognized, you enjoy it and you like it. Yeah, people absolutely. Are, you're okay when people do it because it's it's still new and it's still fun. And I will say, I was dressed pretty nice when that Canadian basketball team oh my gosh. <laughs> recognized us, <laughs> which I appreciated. So in Vegas, we found this amazing healthy restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, True Foods, mm-hmm. and the owner or the manager there, Mike, was great. And we went there, and first of all, we walked into the restaurant. We ate there like three or four times while we were in we Vegas because really it was it. it was really good food. But um, we. Uh, someone who was dining at a table came up to us, recognized us and wanted a picture. And then, then the server didn't see that. And it was, her name was Delaney. Mm -hmm. We love Delaney. And she's listening to the podcast. So hi Delaney. I tried to, I literally tried to go back um, to see her to be like, Hey, what's your Instagram or something? And she wasn't working and I was very sad. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will reconnect at some point. (laughs) So anyway, so she was great. And then we went back there on another night and yes, you were dressed nicely. And it was the three of us out as a family and next door or next to our table came this whole group of young men came in with an older guy, looked like a team. To me, it looked like a team and it was, they were from Canada and they kept looking over in our direction and I was like, okay, yep, they recognize Maggie, they're checking her out, they're whatever. And then, but then I noticed there were some TVs over our heads. And then I thought, <laughs> oh, look at me being so self-centered that I'm thinking everybody in the world recognizes us, they're just watching TV. And then you and mom went to the restroom and the coach gets up and he comes over to me and talks to me and he's like, so, um, I, my boys over here, we're from Canada. They're elite players in basketball all over Canada. They were doing six games or four games in Vegas and then going to Augusta, Georgia for more games like that. And so he said, they know your daughter. They they follow her on some social media, I, I don't TikTok or something. I was like, yep, yep, they do. And, and they just, you know, they wanted to come over and say hi, but they just – are nervous and I, I tell them, you know, when I was your age kid, just pull up a chair and muscle up the courage and go sit down. 
but they wanted me to talk to you and to see if that'd be okay. And I was like, I'm sure Maggie would love to come over and say hello. Let's let's do that. And it was funny because when I came out of the bathroom and my dad told me this, I thought he said, they're a team of comedians. <laughs> he was saying Canadian. Canadians, but I was like, they're, they're comedy comedians. basketball players. I love funny they're, people. They dribble hysterically. <laughs> Yes, um, and their shots go nowhere near the basket. It's so funny. Yeah, but then no. I, I looked at him and I was like, huh, they look more like a team, but I'm, I'm not one to judge a book by its cover. Maybe they are really funny comedians. And because they were <laughs> basketball players, they were all kind of tall, and you know, oh we didn't know exactly so how old they were either. So you go over there and you're talking to them, and you guys have a great conversation, and they get up to talk to you, and you're having a little visit. We, we finished our meal, so we were like kind of getting ready to go. And there was this, this moment... <laughs> Where you said, so guys, are you in, do you play for a college team or is it high school or, and there was a pause and then one of them was like, high school. And you went, oh. And it was like, this this moment is so heavy, like, but it was funny because there was obviously like, I don't know. And they weren't like. You did still get their snap or they got your snap. Yeah. They weren't like 15. They were like 17. Right. Um, But (laughs) I just thought it was really funny (laughs) because after that moment they went, what about you? Are you in high school? And I was like, no, (laughs) I'm in college. Um, And it was a really interesting moment. I'm glad you could witness it with me. But they were great. Like, I really enjoyed them. I thought they were super respectful, and their coach was was really fun. They might be in Georgia right now playing games. We don't know. Or back in in Canada doing some comedy. (laughs) I don't know. It could be (laughs) any one of the above. But the speakers. I want to go back to the speakers for NSA because, um, for example, I had some of my friends like Mike Rayburn, amazing guitarist, who's a deep thinker and teacher, Mark Schulman, who plays drums for Pink. We mm-hmm. had Jason Dorsey and John Register and Dr. Betsy Guerra. And, and there wasn't it, a bad speaker. No, there was not a bad speaker. It was all super solid. And, and one of the favorites was, was Scott Halford, who talked about uh, neuroscience, how your brains worked. And I thought that was fascinating because we, we don't want to treat these kids uh, like, like kids. We want to treat everybody at a very high level of, of intelligence. And, uh, and that's what Scott did. And, and he gave us some real great tips for how to learn, for how to, how to feed your brain, how often to feed your brain. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize to keep your brain healthy throughout the day, you need to eat something every one and a half to two hours, especially when you're young. And then the other thing was like these carbohydrates, if you eat something super sugary like a candy bar or you know some kind of breads or like a fruity, like a really high sugar cereal, it'll spike your sugar. And then when it drops, you actually like have to recover and you are more tired than when than before you ate it. So you know the situation to this is. Yeah, the I, situation, the, the solution. The solution to I this I do know is. the solution. And that brings us to our next sponsor of the podcast. Go ahead, Maggie. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That means this cereal has only 140 calories a serving. Yeah, this is a great cereal, and I've, we've got it in our house. I really enjoy it. Uh, it comes in super colorful boxes, and it tastes like you know cereals of your youth that you're kind of accustomed to, but it's, it's much better. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free, and it comes in a variety pack of four flavors, at cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. 
So go to magicspoon.com slash wholesome to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code wholesome at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash wholesome and use the code wholesome to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We love our sponsors. We do. We actually feature our sponsors on our website too, wholesomechaos.com. That's where you can see all these promo codes if you didn't catch it, or you should see it in the show notes of this podcast episode. Please check them out. Give them a chance with your business, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And that also helps us when you use that code. Yep, yep. So, So what's next, Mags? I think we have time for a little dad's motivational moment. Dad's motivational moment. Okay, I'm excited for this because <laughs> what we decided is like every show, um, if you're into it, and if not, let us know in the comments if you'd rather not do this. But because I am a professional speaker, I think about things, I write about things, and I want to discuss things with you. So you don't know what the topic is, but I've thought of something that I think is important to think about. And the motivational topic for today is the family that you're from and the family that you choose. Okay, so what I mean by that is like, we get a lot of comments on our website. I wish I had a relationship like that with my daughter, with my dad, with my kids, uh, you know, whatever it may be, or what is it like to be in a happy family? And I get it, like not everybody starts at the same place in terms of your family dynamics. And yet there is this thing about the family that you're from, wherever you're from, that is just undeniable and grounded and it's original and it's so your story and you have to own that story in your life in order to, uh, to grow from that story. When you think about it, you know, the relationships you have with your parents and with your siblings are the longest, particularly with your mm-hmm. siblings, that's the longest relationship you will have in your lifetime, provided you, you and your siblings both live a normal lifespan, you know, your parents will, will pass at some point, but you and your siblings will hang out. So it's really important that you think about the, the, the lifetime trajectory of those relationships. But at the same time, there's this concept of the family you choose, which is the people you learn from, the people you decide who are your mentors, your friends, mm-hmm. your role models in life. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to discuss. Do you want to jump in there? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I I really like the family you choose because a lot of people don't necessarily have a family in the loving atmosphere that necessarily we have or that a lot of people have. It's just situations are complicated. You know, families can be very complicated. And while it's important situationally, to strive to repair those relationships, sometimes that's not even an option. You know what I mean? It's right, because even if you're in the place of desiring healing and having the skills and really truly being willing to do the work, Mm -hmm. I mean, a healthy relationship requires that both people have self-honesty. And if one person doesn't, then you can only go so far. Yeah. And so the family you choose, I think, is really powerful and so important and also... Like when I think about family, it's like someone who you're never going to leave. And I think that's a lot easier to say when they are blood because it's like... You have to. Yeah, yeah. Like you kind of have to. Pen and paper, you're related. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it can be somewhat more meaningful to have someone in your life who you're like, no, I'm never going to leave you because you are family, even if they aren't blood. 
mm-hmm. just like, no, I choose you. You're my family. Yeah, I have a lot of people in my family. I call my brother. Yeah, I have so many aunts and uncles who are not related <laughs> to by blood. Um, and so I think that that is really powerful. And it's every bit as real of a family as bloodlines. Yes. We get a lot of comments of people say, can you adopt me? Right. And part of me is like, I think that's so rewarding. And I, I get the compliment that comes in that question. Um, obviously, we can't like <laughs> l- legally adopt other people and bring them and have them come live with us. If you use our promo code, but, we can talk about it, though. But part, <laughs> <laughs> but part of the intention of what we're doing in all of our efforts is to say, how can we have a big, bigger impact in the world? And so I would say, if our family can help you, like if our family can serve you as an example of, of something in this podcast, if you have questions, please ask those questions, mm-hmm. either in our comments on TikTok or in the uh, the facilities are from the website, wholesomechaos.com. Yeah. Join the family. There's actually a link on the website that says join the family where you can like become a part of the community. And our intention is to give you some resources to use and some encouragement along the way. Because, you know, you have family and then you have role models in your life, role models. And then you also have mentors. Mentors are people who actually teach you. The difference is, you know, a role model could be anybody. You don't need their permission to use them as a role model. Mm -hmm. You can just say, this is somebody, I respect how they're handling this, and I'm going to choose to example myself after them. And then, you know, mentors, it's actually more of a committed relationship. you got to get somebody's agreement. Mm -hmm. But because it's about, I'm asking you not only to teach me, but to hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And that means that, A, you better pick the right person. You also better ask the right questions which will intrigue them to help you. And then you better be willing to do the work uh, to, to get better along the way. So uh, yeah, join our family. And also, this the family you choose is not just your friend groups, although I did learn from my good friend, Nito Cobain, that your, your level of wealth, your level of happiness, basically your level of anything in life is the average of the five people that you, you are closest to. So think about that. Like the five people in your life who you consider your closest friends, their circumstances averaged together become sort of the totality of your experiences. So if you want a better experience in life, if you want to become more successful financially, whatever it may be, you need to start looking for friends who can provide the example of that. And then over time, you learn to think like they do and react like they do. Yeah, and that's not saying like look up the top five billionaires in the no. world and be like, be my friend. I think even beyond being like, oh, I want I want more money. I'm going to befriend rich people. It's more of a matter of, okay, how did they get that money? What's their work ethic? And kind of absorbing that, like that's what's going to help you be successful is surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly right. You don't want to be the, the consistently the smartest person in the room uh, all the time. You want people who will stretch you above you. Mm-hmm. The other part of that, the family you choose, is the family you choose to create. So God willing, if you have uh, children or if you, if you can have children, I know some people can't and they want them or some people just decide, I don't want to have kids in my life. And that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But if you decide to create a family, which I think you should, I think it's an amazing experience even if you adopt. Adoption is amazing and wonderful. I want to adopt. Yeah, I know you do. You want to do both. You want to have your own kids and adopt as well, which are your own kids. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you, ha- you have to be very intentional about the family you choose to create, I think. 
because for those kids that you're influencing in the most intimate way, who will know you the longest and know each other the longest, you're providing a model for how they see the world. So you're not going to get that right, but just be very intentional about how you create a family. Yep. Well, <laughs> that concludes my, Dad's motivational, my motivational moment. moment. How'd I do? Was it pretty good? I think it was pretty good. Your contributions it doesn't matter what I think. were great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so thank you for adding that. And that was totally spontaneous because you didn't even know what we're talking I about. I didn't. I thought you were going to say something different that we had previously talked about. And then you didn't. <laughs> Well, that may still be coming. Okay, okay. <laughs> Keeping me on my toes. So what do you want to talk about next? I have a story I want to tell you that I've literally been holding on to for weeks. And, but I was like, I think I should tell him on the podcast. Can I do that real quick? Sure, please. Okay. So I turned 19 last month. Yes, you did. Fun time. Um, I was actually, I think we recorded a podcast on my birthday. No, we didn't. But we were working. We were doing something on my birthday. And so I got to celebrate with some friends later that night. We went out to dinner. And we went out to this really nice place. It was super fun. We had a great time. Um, I don't exactly remember what I got to eat. But it was like, I think my meal total was like 20 bucks or something. And they told him it was my birthday. So they even brought me like a free little slice of cake at the end of the night. And then we all got our checks. And I put my card with mine and sent it over to him um and it was a really nice um waiter he reminded me of Pietro from WandaVision well I guess not from WandaVision but like from the Marvel Universe like he really reminded me of him okay that wasn't super important but I think I think having a full picture is nice okay I have it I have yeah, the vivid so image in my him. mind um and so he took everything over and he was ringing everybody up and I, I didn't pay a ton of attention to it at the time, but I do recall him calling his manager over and like another waiter and they were kind of all talking next to the register or whatever. And I was like, ah, I, I really didn't think much of it. But then we came back and he gave everyone their receipt and card back and he gave me mine and he said the burger was on the house. Oh, I guess I do remember what I had. I had a burger. <laughs> 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 he was like, burger was on the house. Happy birthday. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is so sweet of him. So they noticed from, from what? How'd they know it was your birthday? They told him. Like my friend's oh. home, so I got the free size cake. And I was like, that was just so sweet of him. And so we went on with the rest of our night. Uh, we went back to a friend's house. Uh, we hung out, went home. Next day, I went to like check my bank account, just, you know, to do finances and stuff. My card was declined that night. Really? Because I have a cap spending on like my credit card each month that I put just so I don't overspend like crazy and that month I had I had bought like a new camera um, and some new equipment and so I had capped it so when he went to run my card it was declined and he was like I don't want to ruin this poor girl's birthday so he asked his manager if he could give it to me for free that's a very sweet story I know but I feel so bad well and it wasn't Pietro you're sure of that I'm not sure of anything anymore okay. <laughs> Well, it sounds like something he might do. Was the service really fast? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. Yeah. But I, I'm never going to forget that. It was a really, really sweet moment. Kind of a low point as well. <laughs> also a sweet moment. But your credit card's back in action now? Yes. Yeah, I had to make some payments You have been making it. some investments lately in like the oh business and in some equipment. And I've been trying for weeks to figure out how to invest in the stock market. <laughs> the amount of videos I've watched and like now I think I need like a broker but then I think mom told me not to use a broker 
but then I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to give the stock market my money. And yeah, I get they're it. confusing. Well, I thought one of our speakers, William T. Thompson, made that super simple. Yeah, well. About just buying into the, the yes, SEP. Yes, yes, yes. I actually did write that down. because. Good. But we I'm, can help you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, maybe we don't have that conversation on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I do want to talk about? What? Because not just are, are we doing a lot in our lives. Uh, obviously, we've talked about before, the podcast is something Maggie and I are doing with... Um, Maggie's mother, my beautiful wife, Shay, who's in the studio with us at this moment, and with Eddie, who was in the studio for the first, first two, but now he's back in Boston, uh, but he's still editing and tweaking the audio and helping with that, and he wrote the theme song and all that, but Eddie's got a lot going on, and I'm getting mm-hmm. so excited about going to see his show. Yeah, Mom and I are making a trip up to um, Virginia to see the, to the Blue Ridge music blue blue ridge rock festival mm-hmm. and which it, is a big deal oh my gosh it's so huge and so eddie's a guitarist in a band called major moment and they've been working together for a couple of years they had a lot of huge shows lined up including this festival for 2020 mm-hmm. and then that was corona. the big corona break and left turn and all that kind of stuff got cleared from the calendar like it did for everyone else yep but it's jamming again they've got the um that that festival some other shows around boston and other other shows in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's really exciting. So, um, yeah, we're going to be going up to that. He's also still editing the podcast and working on your music some mm-hmm. and going to school at Berkeley College of Music. So He's a busy kid. Yeah, very busy kid. But if you wanted to check out that side of things, I know Eddie's not as um, active. He has Instagram, but he doesn't post TikToks. And I think in general, he and Bob are kind of more behind the camera people. And you and I are more in front of the camera well, people. Well, he's an actor too, so. He's a, yeah, he's a very good actor. That's in front of the camera. Both yes. Eddie and I grew up as actors. <laughs> that's a very good point. I stand corrected. <laughs> he can do both though, which is amazing. He can do both and keep his attention span. Like you and I need to just kind of move on to the next thing pretty quickly sometimes. Um, I'm not well, going to take credit for that. Again, I'm speaking for myself. I'm only speaking for me. But anyway, check out Major Moment if you want to see that band. I think it's pretty amazing, and we're super proud of Eddie. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I, we did have another, I think maybe what you were thinking about earlier in terms of motivation or questions, is we also have requested topics. So if you go to our website, wholesomechaos.com, there's a request a topic or ask a question. And so if you want something that's asked on the show for us to talk about, you can do that there. And this way we can have that kind of interaction as well. So this, this question came from uh, Aaron, Aaron T. I won't say his full last name in case he doesn't want me to. But Aaron asks us, how do you stay motivated? And I wanted to hear your thoughts on that and maybe help contribute oh, to that idea. I have to go first? Well, how do you stay motivated, Maggie? I mean, you do a lot in life. You get up every day. It seems overwhelming sometimes, mm-hmm. and yet you have to find a way to keep going. I will say, honestly, a huge part of daily motivation for me is my planner. I'm, I'm the type of person who I love to write down what I have to do and then take a highlighter, and once I do it, highlight through it, and that's such a good feeling for me. I literally... <laughs> There was a time, I think this was like two weeks ago, where I would write down drink coffee in my planner just so (laughs) after I got up and drank my coffee, I could highlight through it. And I was like, yes, I got one. Yeah. (laughs) But no, that really helps me. And especially with like um, brand management, like when I do content for brands, um, that's on a strict timeline. 
Um, because if and, and usually the, you don't know about those things oh until just before. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll have ma- like a week to get content done, which is amazing. Other times it's like, hey, quick turnaround. This has to be up by tomorrow, like 5 p.m. Eastern time, which means we need the draft in like tomorrow morning so we can do revisions. Da, 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 da. And again, each brand kind of works a little differently. Sometimes you don't need a new revision. Sometimes it's very like open, like do whatever you want that's organic to you. Um there have been times, I think, that your agent actually sent you those opportunities because they know you'll knock it out. Like, I hope so. Because you're so dependable. And I think a big part of, like, work ethic um, with that has come from the fact that, like, I've been I've been working since I was 12 mm-hmm. for money. Like, like, in an actual environment where you have to show up, you have to do your job. And the first job I had was not, I mean... I don't want to say it wasn't an easy job because it had a lot of benefits, but those hours were hard. Like the I, Renaissance Festival? Yeah, so I painted faces at the Renaissance Festival, um, which was awesome. Like, what, what a cool job to literally be able to do art and meet people all day and have conversations um, that were most of the time really enjoyable and positive. Sometimes kind of creepy. Sometimes very creepy. Um, yeah. But the hours where I had to, like, wake up at 7 30 or something it was mm-hmm. an hour drive away we had to set up at 10 or whatever fair opened at 10 30 and closed at six no breaks like there was not a break room we could go to there were lulls where you weren't really doing anything and then you could eat if you needed to eat or run to the restroom or read a book um which i actually did sometimes but there wasn't any like okay, you can go away from everyone and just have time to yourself. And so... No. That was... like it, You were really running a business because you were taking money mm-hmm. and making change. And, and it taught me a lot of really good principles. I, I, I know. And that's been kind of a family thing. You did that with your grandmother, mm-hmm. who also listens to the podcast. Hi, Mom. <laughs> How you doing? And Aunt Wendy. Hello, Wendy. My sister. Uh, and, and Claire. And my sister, Sandy and Claire, also were face painters. It's kind of like the family business, which we just recently stopped doing that was another really cool part is at first i was primarily painting with my grandma so it was like time with grandma and it was great um and then after grandma stopped doing it it was time with my aunt which i hadn't really gotten before that point mm-hmm. and that was a really cool time as well yeah and i really but, appreciate but Aaron, that. we haven't forgotten your question which is how do you stay motivated so yes. i think what you were saying is <laughs> having a commitment proving yourself you could do stuff that's hard and the planning and organization. So important, this principle, because when you write stuff down, you can have this feeling in your mind that, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. Break it down. When you start writing it down and dump it all out of your mind, you can look at it and go, all right, well, it's not, it's a, it's a lot or it's not a lot, but it's, but it's a finite number of things. Mm-hmm. And then you can prioritize them and say, which ones are most important? What am I going to do first? And then that check mark or highlighting or however you do it, when you get to the point of completion, there's actually great science behind that as well, that this is, gives you that shot of dopamine, that reward mechanism for accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to own those accomplishments. One of the other principles for me is physical movement. If I work out in the morning or if I do something active, it helps my body get going and it helps me feel good. You need to eat well to stay motivated as well. And then just recognize like when you're at your high and low moments, because we're all human beings, so we have those high moments, we have low moments, and we're, that's not going to change, but you want to limit the low moments as much as possible. So recognize 
when you're starting to feel like you're losing motivation and drive and then do something at that point, maybe, you know, read something inspirational, talk to somebody who can lift you up or do something active or set some priorities, make a list, check some things off. And I think another important thing to remember about motivation that helps is why are you doing what you're doing? Like, remember, are are you doing it to get a paycheck, which isn't a bad thing? What are you going to use that money for? Like, you know, it's a little reward system in a way. It's like when I, when I write down that I have to read a few chapters of a Meisner book and it's like, okay, reading isn't necessarily my favorite thing, but I'm doing this because I want to better myself as an actress because I love acting. Okay. There's a positive in that. So even if the task isn't necessarily a, yay, I'm so excited to do this. Remember why you're doing it. Bringing, bringing purpose, Mm -hmm. purpose to your, to your actions. Yep. All great principles and a great question, Aaron. So thank you for asking that. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to discuss, we plan to do this every show if it's okay and if you like it. So uh, if that's the case, then please go ahead and request that topic. So, so Maggie, I think that brings us nearly to the end of episode three. How are you feeling about podcasting? I really like it. Um, <laughs> even when you're sick, even when you've got Kleenexes yeah, I'm, and I'm drinking sorry lemon water. If my voice is a little congested right now. Fun fact: I also can't really see anything at the moment because I'm wearing an like not good contacts that aren't the right prescription. So everything is quite blurry right now, but it's okay because I'm still having a great time and this is really something that I enjoy doing. And I think it's really cool to have a conversational aspect of what we put on the internet because I think you get to know us in a different way. I'm excited about it. I think this was our best show yet. <gasps> and I think that uh, the trajectory of improvement, like we're being really intentional about getting better giving you more value. We want to help your lives, help you make you smile and help you live and do life with the people that you love and care about uh, to a greater degree than ever before. So let us know how we're doing. And if you like the podcast, help us grow it. Like tell your friends, share it with family, go ahead and rate it or review it on uh, Spotify or whatever platform you're using. That would be really, really great uh, for everyone involved because we want to spread the word. We want to spread the wholesome chaos. So um, I guess that's a wrap. I'll see you next time. Love you, Mags. Love you, Dad. And we love you, too. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.